do you wanna do you wanna talk about your weekend or you wanna talk about Will Smith and Chris Rock's weekend? What I do over this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I did do something this weekend. Mm-hmm. I um, I mean, nothing major though. Funky Town, one of the the brewery that my cousin and his friends own. Okay. Uh, one of them had a birthday on Saturday, and it was at the Playground Arcade location place. It's not called Playground. It is called Playground. It's called. <laughs> you was just there. <laughs> what did you put in your GPS? <laughs> I was just about to go check oh, that. Like, Shut up. Like... Shut up. I was like, where did I go? It was not called Playground because that is another place. This one is called Emporium. Emporium Arcade Bar. That's what it is. Okay. So it's a, like an, uh, it's a bar. It's an arcade for adults. You go, yeah. get tokens, you get drunk, you play games. That's right. This is an all-day activity, I feel like. We got there around Durham, uh, 3.30. It started at 2. And I was like, to my cousin, like, how long y'all going to be here? I expected them not to be there long. But if I don't know why I thought that. Because my cousin and his friends have got to be the most popular people I know. They can't never have anything small. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> they have something in all of the people they know come out. Like, talk about having a dope s- circle group or whatever. So many of them. So it would end up being like a fun event. Definitely got a little lit. Definitely. They had a Herald's across the street. And that just places on Milwaukee. So you know it's not on our side of town. Um, but the Herald's was fine. They had That's an good. antique taco. We went down there, tried out some tacos, came back. They had a mystery beer. So they're dropping another beer. And I guess they was getting everybody's um, opinion on it, but they didn't give us like the name, theme, label, nothing. So it was like, cool. The beer was good. The beer was good. Um, The birthday boy disappeared very early. I think he got a little lit. Oh, okay. I was like, what? (laughs) I realized, I was like, I had not seen him in quite some time. It was like, yeah, it's been (laughs) an early night for him. I'm like, early night? And when I say that minute, I laughed at like, 8 30 so <laughs> he had been missing for quite some time but that was my weekend that was that was fun okay yeah i didn't do anything i think i, I that was sad. no i lied that was sunday oh okay. because i missed the whole grammys thing in real time i end up seeing it when i give yeah, oscars <laughs> i end up seeing it once i got home was you were you gonna did you plan on if you were at home you would have tuned into the oscars that, that, that I was, didn't plan on watching yeah, I see, it. I'm about to say, <laughs> but I think because I would have probably tuned in because, like, prior to, because I'd have realized people was watching the Oscars. I just completely blanked out the Oscars, and because I was out and having a fun, and I wasn't thinking about it, you know. It's it, you know, uh, real quick because you know I don't like when podcasts. You just I did I worked Saturday, Sunday. What do we do? Did I barbecue Sunday? I don't know. I don't even remember anymore. Maybe I did. I think I did. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I did. Saturday. I did pork chops. That's right. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, Saturday, me and my girl went to Frontier Restaurant. That's where we went to for brunch. Um, it's part of, is it? Yeah. We, we're like, during this time, we like, it's like Chicago restaurant week or two week thing or whatever. Okay. So we like to try to hit up spots. Like tomorrow we're going to this Indian restaurant or Indian, it's called Indian house, but yeah, Indian restaurant. Yesterday I met up with a coworker who happened to be in town. If y'all know, I work from home and everybody works from home. So everybody's everywhere else. But um, one of my coworkers, um, who's in who lives in Tennessee was in town so me and her went out to 14 Parish for a late dinner and like we had never met in person we always just talked virtually so that was cool um and yeah there we go you're caught up <laughs> yo this, this is we've, the most we have gotten from you or like you remember the weekend usually you'd be like uh, y'all you know we'll get we'll get like 15 20 minutes like, oh you know what else I did <laughs> jump in I'm like oh shoot <laughs> I really had to sit and I, first of all, I looked at my calendar because I'm at this stage in my life that everything needs to be in a calendar. So I was looking and I was like, nah, I got stuff for the weekend. What did I do? I think it's strange that we'll get to a point in our lives as adults or responsible human beings where, like you said, you, you put things in a calendar. And I'm wondering, is there anything that we do or that we come to 
that we that we that wouldn't have improved our life if we did it earlier? Like when you put the calendar, like certain things I do in my life, I was like, why didn't you do this when I was twenty? Like it's, I, I would have been so much ahead now. I shouldn't have waited to do this. I shouldn't have waited to That's true. be this organized. I should have always been organized. Like what? Are, why, should have always been. I feel like you don't realize you need it though. Like at the time, you're like, yeah, whatever, boom. But now I'm like, I'm juggling so many things. Like really, right now, I've deliberately. So I kind of made my calendar a to do list. But I can't use that reminder listing on Apple because it don't make sense to me. But um, <laughs> no, I'm dead ass. They don't like sending reminders or something. I don't get it. No, my favorite Anywho. is uh, real quick is the location reminder. I love that one. To be like, yo, when next time I'm at the grocery store, remind me to grab this and it does it. Or when I go to work, remind, especially when I work in the morning and I'm like, I don't do it enough to do the routine of like when we open up the school building. I'm like, I'm going to forget to cut on the laminator. Just remind me to do that. So the location one is my favorite one. I've never even tried that. I don't think I knew that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, but I've definitely been using my, because my calendar is on my main screen. So I usually like, when I wake up, I see all the stuff that I'm supposed to do that day. So like, I've gotten to the point, I'm like, work out at this time. Um, otherwise I'm like, you know, so everything, me and my calendar is BFFs at this point. So, you just said that you came home. You got you got done with the party around eight. You didn't watch it live, uh, guys. I didn't watch it live. I was asleep by the time Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Uh, how did you hear about it? How did, how did this come across? You? I literally I got home. I had like changed my clothes, washed my face, all this stuff, and let like plopped in the bed. And as soon as I plopped in the bed, I got a text that was like. Hey, yo, you think this Will Smith and uh, Chris Rock thing is real? And he was, I was like, what? He was like, oh, wait, are you watching the Grammys? I'm like, no, nah, I just got in. He goes, uh, yeah, the Will Smith, he like, Will Smith just slapped Chris Rock. So I immediately went to Twitter because if anybody going to be in current time, it's going to be Twitter. Yeah. So I went to Twitter and then... Um, I started searching, obviously, and then I find the video, and I'm like, "Oh no, nah, this, this this ain't." And then <laughs> it was another video where the sound was out, so then I had to go find a video that had the sound. Search yeah. down low for that. Then I found it, and I was like, "Oh no, this is this is real." And then I had to go back and listen to Chris Rock's joke because I was like, was it "I didn't think it was that serious." Was yeah, slap-worthy? like. I didn't know. I didn't think. I, and so then, so I'm talking to my friend. I was like, this is wild. I mean, I don't understand. And I also did not realize or forgot that uh, I'm so used to a, a, a Chris Rock hosting a Grammy type of thing yeah. that I was thinking he was the host. And as comedian <laughs> hosts, they do jokes. So I didn't even think about like, I'm like, he's just doing his job. Like, y'all should be used to this at this point is really what I was thinking. And as the day go on, like the next day, first of all, by the next day, I was already tired of people talking about it. But I started learning more stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was definitely like, do they got beef? Like, why would you just go on this stage? But all in all, I'm going to stand 10 toes down. Will Smith was wrong. Um, He should have never did that. It was, I, I don't understand why you. Listen, y'all can go with this protecting the black woman, and I am here for protecting the black women, but I don't think that was the appropriate way of doing that. Uh, I agree with you. I was, as I said earlier, I was asleep, and I woke up to the Studio Flow group chat where Sarah and Betty Fontaine was talking about it. So I watched the video, and like you, the first video I saw had the audio cut out, and apparently that was the ABC feed. Uh, and then mm-hmm. I saw because the other countries was uh, like you gonna get this dialogue. Yeah, Australian and Japanese fees were the other fees where we got to see the curse. And like you, I saw so I saw the the the, the original clip had him uh, Chris Rock cracking a joke about Javier Bodin uh, and his wife Penelope Cruz. That joke didn't land either. That whole you can't win because if you win and she lose, women be mad. I'm like, fam, how what year is this, right? So then when he went to do the GIJ joke, GI, a lot of the people, my brother included, we just recorded through. He said, I didn't know what GI Jane was. I said, Yeah, the Demi Moore movie 
from yeah, like 1990. Yeah, shaved her head. And but the guys, thing. that is a 30 year old move. I said that reference is so old. Now, granted, I don't. I like my comedians knowledgeable. Should Chris Rock have known that she has alopecia? Why should he have known that? Why? Why would he have known that? Well, I'm just asking, should he have known? No, but I'm saying a lot of people was like, you know, he knows she, why would he have known that? Just, just why did we automatically assume that he was Well, she's been bald-headed before, though. Before That's we, what before. I'm saying. I'm like, I didn't know she was, you know, had alopecia. That's true. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. Yeah, she's been vocal about it. But yeah, we didn't cover it because we don't really cover her unless we talk about Red Table Talk. Back to my point, though, because a lot of celebrities that I've noticed, especially the old school ones, don't keep up with everybody else's stuff. So what makes you think that he knew? I, I honestly think if Chris Rock knew, like, I know that she is suffering from something, that he wouldn't have made a joke about it. I agree. But in 2016, he did crack a joke on her. And should he have checked in? When he did it was so we have to take him Oscar so hashtag Oscar so white 2016 Chris Rock was hosting and he had the joke where he said uh Jada you know a lot of people mad Spike Lee mad Jada Pinkett mad they want to boycott the Oscars you got a TV show you weren't even invited that's like me you know boycotting Rihanna panties you know blah blah so that's what a lot of people were like yo we'll be mad since 2016. And Will I, laughed at the damn joke. Will was not Nichelle, upset. Here's the thing, Michelle Turner. I think her name is Michelle Turner from Entertainment Tonight. She was on Dan Patrick with Kevin Frazier, her colleague on Entertainment Tonight. She says, "When you're at the Oscars, you know the cameras on you, and you do keep that smile going, laughing or whatever." She's like, she says, "I wholeheartedly believe he didn't even hear the joke, because this was stuck out to me about it." The joke wasn't that funny. He got a lot of sympathy laughs. Like the crowd was just giggling. I'm like, that was that joke wasn't that good. So then she said, when he looked at his wife, he realized, like, wait, what did he say? Oh, so yes, you're right. I'm not taking that away. He did laugh. I don't know if he was laughing because, oh, this is hilarious. Or all right, all right, he says something. All right, let's laugh. Camera's on me. And then he looked at his wife. Now my thing is, yes, Jada was upset. But is upset mean it's go time? Like, was that the time? That's okay, so that's my point. That was where I was going. So Will laughed. I see, I was about to say he didn't change his point of view until he saw that Jada didn't find the jokes to be funny, okay? You now at this moment decided that you was going to rush the stage, okay? Here we go. So you have publicly disrespected my wife. I'm about to check you because we protecting Black women, all right? You have from the time that you got up went up the stairs, walked across the stage. You had all this time to really come up with a game plan. And your idea was to slap this man on live TV at one of the biggest award shows. And I'm like, well, you're not that dumb is really what I was thinking. I would have preferred, or, or outside, no, outside of being that dumb, why do people always want to resolve their issues with violence? Okay. Is there never not a conversation to be had? He One, had, if you had to publicly check him, you could have went on that stage. You could have said some shit and be like, you out of hand, you go apologize to my wife. Yeah. And boom, you checked him publicly without having to be physical. I don't understand. I don't understand why your first, my first reaction is never to pop a bitch. I don't know what's wrong with it, it. This is the thing too. It's not his character. It's never been Will's character. It's, it's, so, never it's, been. it's so much to this though. Cause it's in the book he talked in his he did his autobiography or memoir I don't know which one it is. I think it's an autobiography because I've read the first few chapters he talks he starts really young about how you know he's a coward and his persona has been fake and he never protected his mom from his abusive father and Michelle also interviewed him at uh, the Saft Saftka I think the Saft you know the Screen Actors Guild one where he got an award for that okay. and that the SAG that, yeah yeah he uh he in that interview he was talking about how it's his job it's his you know his calling to protect black women and that happens like a month or so ago after so he's he been ran off. through them all in the in the nineties right like yo after, you got to be able to change we change we we start organize our life <laughs> so maybe he, okay. he realized so he does this and then and then you put on the part where. This is my thing. I love that somebody had called out that he went up there and defended her honor. 
quote unquote. But can we ever point out a part where, J- where Jada defended him? Like she said, made him look like a fool. She forever putting that man in some August Asina, uncomfortable spot. Uh, her annual Tupac shout out. Like he's always looked at as lesser than. You know, and to pull it into Chris Rock. Chris Rock, I can't remember which one it was, but it was. I love when he talks about relationships. But he says something along the lines where, man, you have to go so hard because you weren't her first choice. We know that, well, we don't know. It, it just looks like Pac was her first choice. And she mm-hmm. lets it be known. And it, it, let, let, listen, we all have first choices and shit that didn't work out. But would love the one you with. <laughs> and she has like struggled the with loving the one you she with. has embarrassed this man seriously yeah. then it's not it's all the hoopla and he should have called the police and he shouldn't have called or you know press charges oh, God. and the whole net I'm talking about privilege all up and down this stage why wasn't Will exported out I, listen we li- we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when Jesse got the treatment he got we as black people sometimes like to forget that rich people do be rich black people be having some privilege because he was not escorted out. Not only that, he was consoled and nobody mm-hmm. checked in on Chris. And I get it. Mm-mm. It wasn't Will's character. And Will, I guess, has well, he has friends. It was Denzel, Tyler, and Bradley Cooper. I don't know who checked in on Chris. And then Will got up there, one best actor, and gave a speech which was pure emotional manipulation. He was like, he was in tears. And I was, sometimes you get overwhelmed and love makes you do crazy things and got a standing ovation. I said, I'm with Jim Carrey when he was like, what is going on? What, like, what is y'all doing? Um, and then he partied the night away, guys. He was jig- dancing with his award. Then I guess he came to the next day and put out this whole, because when he did the speech, he apologized to everybody but Chris. But Chris, <laughs> the Academy, blah, blah blah, the ghost of Tupac. He was just everything. Then he go, he write the Instagram and say, "Yo, sorry, Chris, blah blah." You know, it was a well written apology. I'm not gonna take that away from him. Uh, Chris ain't said nothing. He did his first show last night because we recorded this on Thursday. He said, "I can't wait for whatever said stand up he gonna do because I know it's gonna come. It's gonna be a joke." He's, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be in there somewhere. It has to be. He just started. I think they said he started off the show with "How was y'all weekend?" and then he said he's still processing it, and then went on to the do the the show that he's so the rest of his stuff. He's been yeah. right. He he's he read you know he wrote uh over the months, but it's coming. It's got to listen to me, and I'm uh, so much extra with this y'all. The from the Judd Apatow, he Judd Apatow, he could have killed him with what his bare hands. He was just like if you, if if the if Hollywood is that wild where he could have choked this man and nobody got to intervene, y'all need to be done. Uh, Zoe Kravitz he with openly, the assault. Open yeah. hand slapped at this, slapped this man. <laughs> no, slapped, slapped it. it. Slapped he it. Open, <laughs> open hand slapped this man. Yeah. I cackled. I don't know. Oh my goodness! And then. Um, you know, I understand Wanda Sykes ain't, uh, being upset with it. I'm if I'm more upset, uh, the, I think Quest Love should be the biggest upset. It was I was my moment to get this award for Summer of Soul documentary, and y'all did this. Y'all don't even yeah. remember I did it. But who did I see? Was it uh, Cheryl Underwood? So I'm afraid to get on stage now. What, what the fuck are y'all talking about? What? What do y'all think is gonna happen? Like for the one. Comedy clubs, first of all, comedians have been dealt be getting heckled. There have been comedians who have been attacked before. But Cheryl, I think it's Cheryl, is at a stage in her life. Who who get on stage with you slapping you? Your audience is coming for you to I'm sure Chris Rock thought that too. But well, listen, it didn't happen at the show. <laughs> so if it happened at Chris Rock's show, I would think nothing. But listen, get your security, get the the club, let the club know. Like, hey, that happened. What was um what was it? Was it Avion who had to check the white lady? This happens. Yes, comedians know this happens. Well, yeah. listen. It's the dramatic. So I'm so over it. Yo. I, I, you know, I grew up at a certain time because I be thinking half the world just soft as fuck now and it get on my nerves. It, we have to, we have to make not room, but we have to account for the fact that I forgot who said this. I've been listening to a lot this week. There's a certain group of people who are not used to somebody getting smacked. But a lot of black people, <laughs> well, people I know, have seen people get smacked from running their mouth. And we like, oh, yeah, 
It happens. I've told the story about me getting smacked in front of my cousins. But unlike unlike uh, Chris Rock, I had a joke in the pocket right after I got smacked. I was like, yo, I'm not about to let this let this be the last of me. Um, but yeah, we fam, I don't we don't see somebody get popped in the mouth for running off at the mouth. And you be like, oh yeah. And said person was like, Yeah, I did too much. Usually sometimes they be like, Yeah, I did too much. Yeah, I'm like, all right, you got me. You got me. <sighs> oh, you think I think they're gonna get a joke out of this too. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna see a red table talk. I I can't, I can't. They're doing a red table talk so you can get on here and embarrass your husband some more. She said this is a season for healing, and I want to know when 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 is it not a season for healing? Just like Did when- you see the clip of her laughing after he yeah. passed them? <laughs> I said, yo, y'all evil. <laughs> and yo, and it's a it's a thing too. While I understand people said they should be used to this, we wouldn't do that with nothing else. If somebody else was used to abuse, whether it be physical or mental, we would have like, oh, you should get used to that. You should be all right. Yes, they I'm have endured it. I'm not talking about getting used to that. I was just saying, y'all should be used to comedians cracking jokes. Point blank, period. So, for instance, to me, what, what y'all telling me is, if I'm offended by a joke, then I am allowed to come up and do something about it. So y'all would not be having the same vibes because I know y'all don't because, well, most people like Dave Chappelle. Had Dave Chappelle had cracked his many, you know, slightly offensive, non-offensive, gay, LGBTQ jokes and one happened to be there and hopped on stage or a celebrity who was part of that um, that um, world hopped on stage and slapped him Y'all wouldn't be saying that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more so the slap is if you get beef with them, why we why we ain't say nothing. And uh, so I've heard conflicting reports. I've heard that the joke was written, and I've heard that no heard Chris that Chris went off the, went off on on his own to do this little ad lift, and I was like, oh great. Great. In my head, the more I think about it, I'm like, I feel like maybe he really don't fuck with them like that. Like, not that they got beef, but you're just not a fan of the Smiths. Yeah. I mean, he did dress up in, as uh, in drag on the episode of Fresh Prince, so maybe he's mad about that. I don't know. Yeah, you think 30 go- years ago. <laughs> you think they go, <laughs> just like that joke? Yo, you know what's sad, though? If this was bigger and blacker Chris Rock, I would have more confidence but we, I watched that tambourine and that tambourine struggle. I even watched the bonus of tambourine. It, it had this moment. The tambourine was a long conversation is what it yes. was. And I do enjoy Chris Rock. And I think I'm holding on to bigger and back blacker and bigger or whatever. I think I'm holding on to the first couple of standups and I have faith that he, he's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or I want to have faith. He's going on sure. tour with Kevin Hart later too. So that I be, saw that. Is that I thought they did like just a couple of shows. Is that gonna be an official official tour? Yeah, no, it's only like eight shows. It's not that many. Oh. And I don't even know are they coming here? I think they might be. No, like, oh, I don't I think so. I, I feel was, like they're very East Coasty. <laughs> it might be. Let's see. Uh yeah, it's all New York and New Jersey. Did you um before we move too far on? I did get my tickets to the High Park Summerfest, and I did not know that there was a finite amount. I planned on doing the two-day. Went over there yesterday. Well, no, two days ago, because I bought the tickets yesterday. And they were sold out. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to go Saturday then. Forget it. Because the, the regular price was 125 for two. I'm like, nah, nah. I'm not I don't know why you would. Oh, because it's two concerts. I'm like, why would you go on for two nights? <laughs> Yeah, because I was going to make sure I was going to see everybody. Buy, I haven't even bought a ticket, and my ass is going to end up not going in general. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I said I was going to be outside this summer. Let me, because I, I don't have a backup plan Look for June. Look at you. Yeah, trying to be out here. Just trying. Uh, do we have anything before we get to these these shows? Because <laughs> we get. Uh, I got. Look, let me see. Do I have this dating no no pulled up? This I've been sitting on this, and I forgot to talk about this with you. Uh, and then I got a clip and I'm upset. There. All right. Yeah. It's called five first convo turnoffs when getting to know someone. So I think this, this is from at black girl things and the girl does not have an eye in it. Uh, I think this is for men. 
but you can let me know. Okay. Well, I guess men, y'all gotta let me know. Oh, do we even have any single men? In our, in our, I'm trying to think. Do we have any single men in our Facebook group? Uh, I have no idea. So it says, so I find, one of them is send me a pic. And the, the response is, we just met. Uh, I guess sometimes guys say, I don't do dates. Do you ever you ever come across, I don't do dates? No. It says that's sign of a minimal effort. Uh, you ever heard a guy say, "I'm looking for a wife"? Early on in the in the in the talking stages. No. She's uh, the word response is keep it to yourself until there is something in me that piques your interest. Uh, we're getting older. Do guys still are are, are guys our age hitting you with wyd? Like instead yes. Of, okay, so she's like you've run yes. out of things to talk about. And then, uh, oh, maybe it's the other way. We just, uh, but the last one is, how are you single? Which we have discussed is a, a horrible, horrible question. Like, how are you? We, how are you single? You're so great. Yeah, you're so awesome. I can't imagine someone as dope and smart and beautiful as you out here being single. Let me tell you, you want to see my eyes roll to the back of my damn head. Oh, that or bring it up sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about me. You and me. I don't know how I messed that up. All right. I don't know if you Let's saw this clip. Let's talk about sex. Okay. So there's this dating app called Hinge. And this, <laughs> this is, oh, this is for black girl things too. But somebody put in the, the IG, my IG reels. I mean, the stories. I came across this is how I came across it. And the woman puts up a picture. The guy liked the photo. Then he said, hey. Then she said, hey, how are you? And this was his response. Let me just go ahead and cut to the chase. I don't know what you want, what you're looking for. People say they're looking for one thing. Their actions display another. Um, so here's what I'm proposing. We can vibe. We can chill. Um, a lot of women get on this app, and the first thing they want to say is, I'm not hooking up. I'm not fucking. I want your time and energy. I say, okay, cool. That's exactly what y'all about to start getting out here, just time and energy. So here's what I'm proposing in a respectful way. I understand you may not want to open up your legs because something of value is there to you. Well, something of valuable is in me opening up my wallet. So I don't want to use something valuable. You don't want to use something valuable. If it's mutual, let's do that. But what we can do is we can go on a date. You can spend your money on you. I spend my money on me. We can walk. We can talk. We can have any conversation. But that money stuff, nah, that finesse ain't going to happen no more. Not even with $5. So in this week of who hurt you, what would you have done? If that was the message you got from a young gentleman. Went on to the next gentleman. <laughs> this man said, what? this man said, yo, something valuable is in my wallet and um, I won't be opening up. That is I mean, my... listen, that is, that is your choice. Exactly. And it is my choice to swipe <laughs> past you, which is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I mean, you get the points for being honest, but, but yeah, if you, if we move too fast, I apologize guys. She just said, hey, how are you? And that's where he jumped to. He didn't say, hey, yeah. I'm doing fine. My name is such and such. This is what I'm into. He went to, hey, you probably don't want to fuck, and I want to spend no money. So, well, there are women who do the things you want to do for money. Y'all can, y'all can ass. cut the middle man out. You can just cut the middle man out. You can, first of all, like, can we even figure out if we like each other? Can we talk? Ooh. Can we exchange a few texts? Have maybe a nice long phone call, maybe a FaceTime or something. Yeah, you go get like, vibe and energy. That's what you gonna get. You ain't even he said not even five dollars. I said, bruh, come fam. That's what he has. Uh he you you could tell that guy got um like nice guy syndrome. Like he he'll he'll be the one to throw that card, like, yo, I, I changed your life, I did all this for you, and this is how you gonna treat me. Fam, relax. All right, we got some shows to talk about. Did we? Did did we? Um, I don't expect us to do no kind of deep dive or anything. But did you see Moon Knight or no? No, I actually forgot about it until last night. Okay, yeah, it was it was a cool little first episode. 
a little, a little bit different. I don't even know what Moon Knight is supposed to be about. Yo, I heard about that brother in the past. I've never read a Moon Knight comic in my life. I'm, I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. I mean, not saying that matters, because I didn't know about half the fucking Marvel people. Yeah, but yeah, it'd be like that. <laughs> uh, I was just like, who, what, who's that? What's happening? Kinda. All right. But I'm going to check it out. Probably check it out tonight after I watch Bella. You didn't watch Bel Air? Oh, the 10th episode. The 10th no. and final episode. Damn it. I know. I know. <laughs> I, listen, I know. I came home from work. I sat here. I was like, let me watch it because she watched it last week and I told the audience. And then I forget. I think I was listening to a podcast this afternoon and it was like, watch the 10th season, the season finale. I said, oh, this is the last episode. Okay, this is the last week we could talk about Bel Air. You know, a friend reminded me literally at like 6.30. I was like, I ain't got enough time. Yeah. I was just like, shit, damn, I forgot. Because on my lunch break, I watched Snowfall. Uh, yeah, I well, I watched it this morning, too. Yeah, I watched Snowfall this yeah, morning. I didn't watch it last That's almost night. done, too. I mean, we only got three more episodes left. These weeks be flying by, I tell you. It do. All right. Did you watch Atlanta? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, Atlanta don't come on until tonight, but you met last week. Yes. <laughs> What what was your thoughts on Atlanta? See episode one and two. Um, I forgot that they be having long ass days. Um, when it comes to episode two. Like most of the stuff that happened in Atlanta be one day. It just be one day and there'd be a whole lot of stuff that happened. Yeah, you're right. Um, but episode one was an interesting um episode. I got where he was going with the episode. It really came out of nowhere. It had absolutely nothing to do with the show. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was well constructed. Sometimes I forget. It's been four years since Atlanta. And I forget that Atlanta be on some Atlanta shit sometimes. And after four years, I was just ready to get with my quote unquote friends and laugh mm-hmm. it up and have my jokes. And then I got hit with this seriousness. Now. The part of the, the the part that sticks out stuck out to me in both these episodes was I knew both of the references. I you know halfway through the first episode, I was like, "Is this about that lesbian couple that killed those adopted kids?" And so, Sarah's like, "What yeah. are you talking about?" So I pulled it up for Devonte Hart. I think that was the guy's the uh, the kid's name. And then the second episode of Europe, I was like, "Oh, that's the little Pete dude that helps helps out Santa Claus." And Sarah's again, she said, "How do you know these things?" I was like, "I read." That's how I know what this thing is. But the, and the beginning of the first episode with the Lake Lanier. Oh, that Lanier? shit. Yes, that Lake yeah. in Atlanta. That shit was. I creepy. knew about that too. Yep, I forgot. How I, I knew about that. What was I? I was gonna say, what was I watching that I learned that that was a thing? I think it had to do with that um, basketball player who died or was killed many, many years ago by his girlfriend. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Is this happening in Atlanta fa- too? So, yeah, this day, and I think they found his body like in that lake or by that lake or something of that nature. Uh, so it's a basketball player from like Memphis, I believe. And he played for somebody, got a little big. He married some girl. I think it was like one of the coaches, like his college or high school coach daughter or something like that. And things was going left. They got married. They had this money. He wasn't playing ball. He lost his money. Shorty was in her feelings. She ended up like murdering him um, or some stuff. I think she got away with it for a, a long while. And then she started like openly talking to, like, I guess, like the new dude that she was talking to or like a reporter or some type. But she didn't like move to California and then they ended up finding her there. It was something of this nature. You see, I know you look so, like you're Googling over yeah, there. Yeah, Dorian and Andis Pinson, 24. His body. So I've tried the stories I found are uh like when it happened brand new. So I don't know if they have the person. Yeah, it just says search. They had that show, um, like that crime show randomly on like VH1 and MTV that was like hosted by Monica or something of that nature. Oh yeah, VH1. Fatality, fate, fate, something like that. That was the first episode, and in that episode, they tell, kind of give you, told you a little bit about like Lania, and I afterwards I end up like looking it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm that person. Yeah, that you know, I'm. I'm also, but I'm. I'm trying to get better with watching what I'm watching before I grab my phone. Because I'll just you just you. 
Amazon has the best one, but that's because Amazon bought IMDb, where if you're watching anything on Prime, you can pause it and it'll tell you the actor's name and all this. And you'll be like, oh, okay, that's where I know that such and such from. But any other time, you'll watch something and you'll be like, wait, why do I? That guy looks familiar. What's the name of this and then episode? I look for and I'm at Google. Fam. So, yeah, with the, then, when, so when I'm watching the episode, I was like, but the four kids die. And I like, this is, this is sad. I don't want to see this. And he put the twist on it, and the kids end up escaping, but the, the wife and the, the two wives died. Uh, that whole, I remember when I read that story, that shit pissed me off because they kept just, every time mm-hmm. they get, they got close to getting caught, they'll just move somewhere else. And the, the, I don't know if they had the, I don't remember the dead of the story, but the whole microwave and fried chicken, the shit didn't make any sense. Like what was, I, I feel like that part just, just didn't hit me. Like I'm they was putting, sure that was an ad lib. Yeah. They was like putting the chicken, if y'all didn't see this episode, they put the chicken in the bag of flour and then throw it in the microwave. It was like, there you go. And I'm like, no, that's the, what are we doing here? Just, just bake the fucking like, chicken. This, just bake this, it. This, this. <laughs> This and that man was like, I'm not eating this. I said, I don't blame you, young man. You know what the wildest part was? Well, one of, because that episode was really wild, uh, especially when she had them working in the garden. And he wanted to say, I feel like Gucci Man in 2006. She's like, uh-uh, see something like funny. But I shut that shit up. But the fact that the black mama just gave and him And then up, gave him this old uh, slave cotton-picking ass him. If you yeah. don't get out of here, I was so irritated. Yes. <laughs> And he, I feel like uh, he tried to, uh, Donald tried to give her some slack when she's like, "What are we doing the right thing? Why do we keep getting?" I was like, "No, no, no! Just make them pure evil. Move on." Yo, but I do have a point. I have a thought though. Donald Glover, uh, I don't think he's married, but the woman he's dating and the mother of his child, his two kids, is white, and he has a lot to say about white people. Could you imagine? <laughs> If it was reversed, if he was white and she was black, and this show had a lot to say about black people, we'd be like, "Fam, what are, do you like black people?" I know that's your mother of your <laughs> child. Like, what does she be saying when she see this? Like, yeah. yo, you be going out. So then, when we get to Europe, we get with our favorites. Man, that episode was so. First, I enjoyed Darius and Vanessa hanging out. I was like, "Wait a minute, where y'all going? They feeling real datey." Yeah, at first, but he was, he was, oh, you here for her? He was you being for him, yes. and I get that, but the vibes was very like, we get along. This, this is good work. Yeah. Yo, that shit was random as hell, though. Like, she's going through this thing, she get that, she's doing this thing, they like, all right, let's kill him. Wait a minute. Okay, yeah, all right. So, guys, they go to, they, they get this van, and this lady mistakes them for her driver, her assistant, and she's like, oh, yeah, so let, they go along with it. You on vacation? I don't do that shit because I don't, especially when you're out of country. I don't know what these white people be on. So they end up going to a, they meet a death doula, someone that helps you transition. Soon as they get in there, Darius says, I think that's Tupac. So, so I was like, they, they, they actually give you like his goatee as if Tupac would be rocking the same exact look for the past 20 odd years, but maybe he would. Um, they meet a death doula. And I'm thinking to myself that, when you're when you're about to transition, I'm used to some old person, or you got a terminal disease, or something where it is just we are going to yes, pull a plug. Yes, at the worst, there's a sheet that comes down and he suffocates. I'm like, what is this? I don't like it here. I was really <laughs> stuck. I really was like, oh my god. And then just it wasn't even like a quick. They you really sat in that scene. Yes. You just like okay, all right. This is what we doing. Uh, Paperboy was in jail for the night, and the jail was so nice. And I've heard about this about these <laughs> Nordic jails. And I thought to myself, isn't it strange that these countries have jails are better than conditions that some of us in America live in? And then uh-huh. I thought, but but they have lower crime. And I said, man, if that was us and we had these nice ass jails, people would go to jail on purpose. Yo, I'm gonna get three square. Purpose. I got a little studio apartment. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm gonna do this, fam. Uh, Ern, this they have moved up because Ern was able to borrow twenty thousand just for paperboard to throw it out, and yeah. then he canceled the show when he saw the people in blackface because of Sweet Pete or whatever this. And 
they are trying to do, do better now. They don't cover their whole face in in the in the in blackface. They do uh, like ashes, which I'm like, why y'all to go that for, that do that in the first place? If do you, that be, because it, they didn't they didn't realize. Listen seriously, if a white person or any person goes through a chimney, it's not going to completely cover your face. And why do y'all do the wigs? If your hair has chimney in it, it's not going to get frizzy like our hair. What are you talking about? Yeah. But it, I like I like the ending where he canceled on him and the show promoter couldn't even tell Earn from the other people who showed up in the concert in blackface and, and the makeup and ended up beating them up. So yeah, interesting two episodes. Uh, we got more to talk about on that. Bel Air, last week's episode. When did I watch last week's episode? I know you watched it mm-hmm. Thursday. Oh, yeah. okay. So last week's episode was Uncle Phil, the the video. Yeah. So Lisa found out about yeah. him, Will lying about the gun and warned him and he, they had to break in, not break in, they had to stop the, the what's that called? The debate. The debate. Yeah, they mm-hmm. was like, your Uncle Phil, this blah, blah. So Uncle Phil ended up stepping down. In the meantime, uh, what ended up happening? Aunt Viv met the other Aunt Viv and, and the other boss. <laughs> and they wanted to get, they offered her the program, a scholarship. I can't, y'all know what it is. She tried to do the art thing. She had 24 yeah, hours. Yeah, the fellowship. Think, yeah, fellow, fellowship. She had 24 hours to think about it. And she almost tried to renege. And they're like, yo, we can't even take this until it's been 24 hours. And once Phil stepped down. Think all this is what they told her. Yeah, once Phil stepped make down. Make sure you're making the right decisions. He, uh, he told her like, just do it. Just take it. Just do this because you can focus on the family. Jeffrey gave Will the intel on his father. Mm-hmm. Will didn't look at it because he felt mm-hmm. like, yo, I'm as happy as I've ever been now. You are more of a father figure than anything. Then he hugs Uncle Phil. But Uncle Phil wasn't Uncle cool. Uncle Phil was in the back end like, Phew. Yeah, Uncle Phil wasn't cool with what Jeffrey did. Told that nigga, yo, you fired. And then I'm gonna just tell people you took a leave of absence and all this and blah blah, blah that. And how you gonna fire Jeffrey? Yeah, you. He know all your dirt. I'm saying doesn't make any sense to do. Uh, Ashley, who just Ashley, just be Ashley, y'all. She really don't have too much of a storyline other than this LGBTQ yeah. stuff, which she brought up, and Aunt Viv was like, "Where's this coming from?" And she's like, "I'm just it's another one of my interests, and don't worry about it." Blah blah blah. His family be keeping secrets. I'm trying to think. I think that was it. I can't remember. All of them, yes. Oh, uh, Carlton. He had to sing at church. And then he had a oh, panic yeah. attack. First of all, why do you have a solo at a church that you ain't been to in I don't know how many years? Can you it imagine? is Easter Sunday. <laughs> we have been preparing this program in these songs for weeks prior to you. And here you come. No. It's going to be a no. Karuchi. We, we saw Karuchi. Karuchi. <laughs> I like the fact that Karuchi was like, I am done with this guy. I'm not going back. I don't but I I don't know what the just a side note. So we know Karuchi was dating Victor. I forgot the dude name. He was a wide receiver giant. And then they was uh Giants for the uh, for the New York Giants. They were together for a while. Victor Cruz, that's his name. And didn't work out. Now she's associated with Quavo. I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like I hate how the industry want to just date each other. Speaking of date industry dating each other, did you see Black China trying to say like... I see everybody keep talking about it, but I don't know what it's about. I didn't look at it. So she had to give up. She's like, I had to sell three of my cards and blah, 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 this because I don't get any child support from neither one of my fathers. Man, her father's Rob Kardashian and uh, what's the old dude name? Tiger. I think Rob was first and Rob says... uh. I pay forty thousand or thirty seven thousand in schooling, and I take care of the medical. And my child is with me from Monday through Friday. And then Tiger says, "I pay forty thousand, you know, schooling and do this, blah blah blah." And my child is with me Monday through Saturday. So then the internet was like, "You're not even the primary caretaker. Why right. would you get child support?" Right. So the kids live with their dads, and she was complaining. I said, "What did you hope to accomplish?" And I, I brought this up the other day. I don't understand the the lack of foresight because I, I was we were talking about Black China and I brought up like the Amber Roses of the world. You're not gonna be hot forever. I just hope when you were hot, you put that money away. Don't be trying to so, still be yeah. at the club because Black China yeah. Black China doesn't have a discernible talent. 
So you was look, that's just no. gonna run out. So hopefully she got. I don't know what. Don't ever come to the internet for sympathy. Like you gotta understand. Nah, not as quick as the fingers were. People gonna get in your business yeah. real fast. So Judd Apatow, I forgot who they brought up to let, let let him up. But then Zoe Kravitz, who we were just feeling for Catwoman, she was like, "Here's my dress where we're apparently assaulting people at the Oscars." And they said, "Girl, you was trying to fuck Jaden when he was 14." And they pulled up all those receipts. When she was 24, like, I can't believe he's 14. I'm like, I had the check. Like, he is so cool. I want to be... Stop, stop. And then somebody else pulled up. Manage your business. Just manage your oh, business. You don't have to put the extra. Here's my address. Yo, listen, people going to learn. Just give your opinion when it's asked. <laughs> like, yo, you know what he asked me? I'm going to keep it to myself. Y'all didn't even ask me. Don't worry about it. I'm good. I got a circle of friends that I'll, I'll holler at. All right, what else we have on here? Snowfall. I didn't even take notes, but I watched it this morning. Um, because <laughs> usually I'm like, Snowfall. yo, such and such, such as, oh man, do I have? Where's my phone? Did I save it? It was a couple of theories before we go too far that I was a fan of, but I don't think that after this episode, I don't think they're gonna hold up. So one of the theories, <laughs> those one of the theories was like, uh, all right, I found it. I may be wrong. But I think Louis was behind the hits and Kane is just a pawn in other theories. Quote, remember I'm only I'm open to being wrong. Louis was has pent up anger from being under Franklin. This all stemming from her being shot due to the gang war that planned that failed miserably from the beginning of last season, leading to unfortunate events to the crew members and Franklin basically telling her a couple episodes ago that he would offer if he had to, and that was probably the last draw. She is going first at Franklin, probably because if you look back at the show, most of the people he has killed were people he knew and were friends with before he was uh, in the drug game. Rob and Kevin, Andre, uh, with Rob and Kevin, childhood friends, Andre, neighbor and father figure. Even though the deaths were justified, she knows Franklin would probably kill his own family. Uh, remember, he even pissed and whipped his dad. She has always been greedy. It's just now people are noticing it because she is being greedy at an astronomical level, high level. In season one, she was the one that brought Franklin to Claudia with the coke, even after mm-hmm. Jerome declined to help him move it due yep. to the coke business being highly dangerous, just so she could make money. As soon as the first meet with Claudia happened, Louis and Franklin were held were held at gunpoint in the episode after Claudia set up Franklin and had him robbed the episode after. Remember, this was only three episodes in, and she introduced Franklin someone who is somewhat of a nephew to her to Claudia, a dangerous woman and a person who had a falling, uh, who she had a falling out with sometime before, but yeah, oh. uh, she automatically made peaches, the fall guy and Kane laughed when Franklin brought peaches name up. Kane did not confirm whether he worked with peaches or not, which after this episode doesn't seem like it did. Uh, the meeting with sissy was last minute and it looks like they purposely missed. Uh, so how would anybody know about that meeting? That's true. That's the, how would anybody know where, that they were having lunch there. The drop mm-hmm. spots and everything else makes sense. And finally, he says, what man boy said before he died last season would definitely foreshadow this season as his own crew would turn on him. If you look back at that scene where man boy acknowledged Jerome, Franklin, and Leon, it may come off as hating, but if you look at them, they all know what he said deep down is true. So, but she's, see, I thought Kane, when she went to Buckley, so in this episode, guys, she goes to Buckley and says, I want you to take care of Kane. I was like, why is Kane not the one you're just giving up? Especially if you know. That- <laughs> and that's and, and, and that's where he was like, okay, you giving him up. She's like, no, nah, I want him taken care of. What? So do you think maybe she didn't want to give him up? Because she does have, the, she, she throws this out there. He comes back to her and says, yo, it's going to take a few weeks, but it can be done. He's not even really hiding. Then she says, go forth because if she lets it linger any longer, it could come back to Franklin because now she, but Kane has taken the deal with Leon and says, yeah, I'll start serving weight with you guys. And she's like, huh, if I let it get bigger and he goes, Kane could turn and be like, yo, Franklin's the big fish you really want. Cause fuck him. Maybe, maybe that. Yeah. Leon, Leon had to sit down with, with, with uh, Kane and convinced him. Mm-hmm. convinced him to be like yo this is this is not what it is you want to take care of your family so Kane agreed to that Franklin is understanding of Veronique that hanging out but he's also mad at his mama 
He, I like how Franklin brings everybody but himself. He's like, what you tell her? Man, come on. We was good until you start messing we things up. We was good until you showed up. I don't trust Veronique. <laughs> I really think it's I a don't Veronique. Tr- and then this, this episode with the cramps and the miscarriage. I'm like, she leading you already to let you know she is not about to have this baby. This baby is not happening. Yeah. Yeah, she did throw that out there. He's like, no, no, no. Because at, at one point, I didn't think she was really pregnant until we got the ultrasound. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, like, okay. Oh, yeah, you're pregnant. You got a baby. You but got now a I'm like, you can't keep the baby. So, and now you got her handling all the money stuff. That's the thing, too. Like, you being real trusted, Franklin. He put that up there. Veronique is not fair, but she is a scammer. She flat out says she used to scam with the mom. She probably is using her law degree to scam others. Plus, all she mm-hmm. and Franklin talk about is business first, then the relationship. Her and Franklin yes. are kind of the same type of people, money over everything. Uh, yeah, that I agree with that that synopsis because they do talk a lot about money. And he's just like, yeah. uh, what? Like, we don't ever see them go out on dates. <laughs> they just no, like everything else is second, third, fourth, fifth. Like, y'all love each other? Because I'm confused. <laughs> Uh, Teddy and I forgot the girl's name, Patricia, Parisha, something like that. Uh, listen, I've said this many times before. Crazy is a hell of an aphrodisiac. And I think Teddy has fallen for the craziness of her. You like, he's like, you're a crazy bitch. I think you like that. And then she grabbed his dick and she's like, yeah, you do. And then they kiss. And he's no, he said, what about my stitches? I'll put them back together. And they kiss and probably end up having sex. And I don't like probably end up. We know that's where that went. I don't listen, Teddy. You're trying to figure out who's going to take Teddy out. And I've always going to say hashtag where's Grady. But when Teddy was given uh, also that speech about I can't trust Franklin, I can't trust this, blah, blah. He would, y'all, if you watch that, he went really deep on I got to have all this shit for Franklin. And then threw him like, yeah, man, shit got hectic. I'm sorry I drove off on you. And that was it. That was it. And, and, I, and when you watch the scene, you, you, I said to myself, "Yo, you can say all this bad shit about Franklin, but Franklin came back for him. Okay, so back also, for him. yeah, also ain't going." I was sitting here like, I wonder if also really gonna tell him, like, "Yo, let me let you know that your car about to be tapped." Yeah, it's just, he, yeah, he's probably. But then, what's the end game for Teddy? What are you tapping him for? How does that protect you? They don't trust him. Like, oh, all right, so he is paranoid. Any goddamn yeah, way. the cocaine would do that. Co- what a Rick Flair, Rick Flair, Rick uh, James. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Like, this gonna, it's gonna mess you up. It's gonna mess you up. Uh, and then Jerome, he went on this spiritual journey. He was looking for peaches. Went to this clinic. Met with the doctor. Doctor couldn't really give him any information, uh, but he helped his hand. He was like, face or a wall? And then he, what's that other guy named he met? Oakley? I think that was his name. And Jerome is so paranoid that he really thought Oakley was sending him on a wild goose chase. He sits in on some counseling. They go to this drug dealer's house. Then they end up at a drug den, which was, I think those people were doing heroin. And he thought he was... Like, yo, I know the game. I am the game. And they said, Peaches does drugs. He's a junkie. And when when did this happen? Were all, we supposed to know? How do we get here? Yeah, I, listen, I'm not. You a, watched it recently, the whole thing, because I ain't had an inkling of <laughs> no, nothing. No. And Peaches only, have been ride or die since the beginning. The only thing they gave us was <clears> him <throat> sniffing. So I don't know if that is a symptom or after effect of heroin but somebody did point out him running off makes sense if he saw uh franklin, uh, franklin kill, Rob. kill old dude yeah for yeah. that yo you doing drugs all right i gotta you gotta off you so i i get that i, I do i do so but all right what is this either but, thailand or but Bama. apparently to me peach has been hiding it way better the other dude, the other dude was like frantic and antsy on drugs and was like scared. And I could easily see him telling way more than he probably needs to tell. Cause he sat there lied to his face about telling the other dude, like, I ain't, he don't really know nothing. I ain't told him nothing. And lo and behold, you did. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. That's why I thought he killed him. And it don't help that you on these drugs and you won't get clean 
so that I can make sure you're in your right state of mind. That was more personally why I figured he killed like the combination. But Peaches, and again, I can see Peaches being like, I got to get up out of here. But Peaches, like, I just never seen Peaches flipping, period. No. My question is, do you think this is the end of Peaches? We never see him again. I don't know, because I'm like, that was very abrupt, and I don't like that. I don't need that. I would have almost hit D-Rail, like, yeah, you done? You good? Yeah, you- my guy. yeah right? My guy. Let's talk. Are you good? Um, anything else that we missed out on? So, I think that was all the characters this week. We got three more well, episodes we left. Oh, no. I oh. think I think Jerome's dying. Because Jerome ended up proposing, and Jerome's like, I got to take care of my people. I said, this was... Yeah, gave it's me- usually when you're trying to do right. It you gave died. me Walking Dead but vibes. I, I was like, oh, he finna die. I was thinking him. that too about Leon when he was on his whole like transition. I'm like, they're gonna kill Leon right when he's trying to do better. So I don't know, but I think it's Louie because she forever trying Franklin. No, see, to me, the reason why I think Jerome is the one that's gonna die because they're already setting up Louie versus Franklin and Louie isn't family. Louie is with Jerome, Jerome is family. Yeah. And with yeah. Jerome gone, that's going to just splinter the relationship even further. And she might blame Franklin for Jerome's death. And he might blame her. Yeah. Like, yo, if y'all would have got out the game, this wouldn't have been my problem, blah, blah. And I was just, I was like, Jerome's one of my favorite characters. And I, I saw this episode as, yeah, he's going to be the main, he's, he's the big death this season. And it's going to set up everything going forward. It's like, damn. He went back to the, the old mom hood. And this tapping pen she got. We haven't seen the pen since she got it, right? We've never seen her place it anywhere. When she go into the drawer and she look at it, ain't that the pen or something she looks at? Like she starts right, yeah. considering after she takes a look at Veronique and him. And then I'm like, hmm. I a part of me feel like she's gonna put the pen in that office, but we're gonna hear something from Veronique and not Franklin. Because Franklin's really not there as much. And he don't talk about that work. He don't talk about that business there for real. Yeah. Saw somebody right. Jerome realizing things, setting up long-term goals, proposing to Louie. I'm so used to watching dramatic shows. This just sounds like Unc gonna die soon. Yeah. It says, Louie heard Leon and Franklin say they're gonna work with Kane and right their wrongs. And she's still going to go through with this hit. When she all when she had a uh she had all the chance to back down. I can't defend her anymore with this. She's gonna make everything go left now. Mm-hmm. What do you what what's your what's your angle on the flirting, for lack of a better word, that goes between on between her and Buckley? Yeah. Like listen, we know Buckley wanna fuck. But sometimes she gives him just a little bit and I was like, don't play with this man. Like he, he I I don't I don't I don't like I don't like Buckley as a character anyway. I don't. It's his hair. <laughs> Yo, you know what they can't get right? I was listening to Ebro in the morning, I think Wednesday, and they started playing The Whispers. And they the was music. Just, yeah. So they was they were uh they do Whitish Wednesdays, and at the end of Whitish Wednesday, Shawnee Culture, one of the producers, will play a black song that Peter Rosenberg won't know. So he was playing, and the beat goes on, and Ebro was said, "Yo, they mustache game." They mustache, and I remember me and my guy years back was trying to figure out how in the seventies and eighties black men could have these thick ass mustaches. Like my dad had it. I'm like, what is going? How how can we can't grow these mustaches? Now I don't want one, but I can't even grow one. Like they were like, yo, I'm not gonna shave, and it's gonna be thick enough that I can pick. But in the eighties, these brothers' mustaches were ridiculous. What was there a mustache mustache pomade that we don't we don't have any access to anymore? Probably. Probably. Golly. But yeah, they, and that's what I wanted to bring up with this. It's the 80s and nobody got that stash. How's nobody got that? Like Buckley should have that stash. Like he a cop, Buckley he should have that thick ass mustache. All right. It's it's definitely that hair though. I well, every time I see it, I cringe. I'm like, who who is doing the hair? Tyler. <laughs> All right. This weekend, we have the Grammys coming up. It's gonna be in Vegas. Going forward. Do you Am think... Am I wild or all of these things out of season? They are out of season. Okay, the, the Grammys, all right. The cool, Grammy's cool. supposed to take place at the end of January, but everything got pushed back because of COVID. And now the, okay. Now the Grammys is going to be in Vegas instead of, I think it was going to be in California or maybe New York. 
But going forward, do you think we are going to get any quote unquote jokes about the slap? And if so, what's, what award show do you think it would happen at? So we got Grammys coming up. We have BET Awards coming up. That next big two. Do you think it's going to happen? BET Awards because they tacky anyway. <laughs> it's going to be something light. And then when, if, it, if it's great because if they laugh, they laugh. If they groan, they're like, Will wasn't going to come here anyway, y'all. Next category, like if it's at the BET Awards, yeah. it, don't, it don't matter. It don't matter. Um. Anything else when we get out of here? Anything happened today while we recording? I like I like to look and be like, yo, all right, breaking news, breaking news. I don't think we have anything. Pew, 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 pew. Oh, I will be going upstairs, pop some popcorn, and I will be watching Marriage Boot Camp. I don't know if we ever gonna talk about it. I know you said Is that coming on tonight? Yeah, it's a third it's a Thursday night show. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. I watched that little snippet. I was first. I think I was excited for Mariah Lynn and um, Rich Dollars. Out of everybody, Rich Dollars was in the news today because he won a case against a baby mama where the child was emancipated. I don't know how many kids he got. So I was. I thought he just had the girl. Yeah, he had another uh, one. So after he won, he was like, I guess he was he was paying child support for four years after this child has been emancipated. Emancipated, which I mean, just I guess left the house and that no longer under the mom's care. Uh, they asked him, how's the relationship with the child? He said, oh, we're estranged. Hopefully we can do better than that. And I'm like, all right. Yo, speaking of which, you we didn't, I don't know if we ever talked about it when the rumor was Monisa's was pregnant. Her parents were like, she is not pregnant. And then she's like, I am pregnant. And the Rich was supposed to be the baby daddy. Uh, what's, I don't know what's the haps of that baby. Is the, did the baby happen or... I mean, she had announced being pregnant like a month ago and she was small. So, I mean, I doubt she's had the baby as of yet. If All right. Who, y'all let us know who more pregnant, Moniz or Veronique? <laughs> who's who's going who's who's to carry the turn? Uh, so Moniz pregnant. Moniz Slaughter is pregnant. My daughter's father is now fed. This was January 6, 2022. Take that as you will. All right. Uh, Oscar producer Will Packer says LAPD was prepared to arrest Will Smith. Why are y'all so thirsty? Like, what do you mean prepared? Shouldn't shouldn't the LA shouldn't all police precincts be prepared to like we were prepared to arrest anybody? We left our handcuffs at home. What does that mean? Um, but how you prepare for something that you ain't know what was happening? <laughs> I was ready to arrest. What? Sit down. All right. Well, we're on to April. We have a uh, Good Friday and Easter coming up. We got a yes, we do. You busting out your fly suit. Yeah, I like my sprite Easter pink. That's <laughs> a little way that said a long time ago. Mm-hmm. All right, that is the episode. You can tweet me at one and only. You can tweet Shell at sexy Shell. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on the Snappy Chat at I'm is with the Z Shell. Make sure you follow the website 1515F. Check it out the podcast, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, support on Patreon. Until next time, guys, I say peace. She says bye.